Welcome to the High Income Business Writing Podcast, helping you propel your writing business to a whole new level. And now, here's your host, Ed Gandia. Hey there, welcome to the High Income Business Writing Podcast. I am your host, Ed Gandia, and this is the podcast for business writers and copywriters who want to earn more and less time doing work they love for better clients. Just a quick reminder that you can find detailed show notes for this episode at b2blauncher.com episode 179. And those show notes include a summary of our discussion here today, as well as links to resources I might mention during the show. You know, it's no secret that as content marketing has turned mainstream, fees in general for many types of projects continue to suffer. It's becoming harder to find businesses that don't use content marketing these days. I mean, even five years ago, I remember it wasn't quite mainstream, but now today, I mean, just almost, you know, virtually every business out there is using some version of it. They understand, they understand the need for it. Uh, I would say that uh, blogging is the most common gateway drug, if you will, for many businesses. So if any business organization is going to enter this, um, that's typically going to be the the way they're going to get started, at least on a repeated basis. So you have that, you know, you have the fact that, you know, everyone's kind of come in to the party. Um, Then you have a few other factors that are, that are impacting this Upwork and other job platforms have gotten better and have attracted an enormous amount of writers from all over the world. Not just writers, obviously creative professionals um, in all professions. And then you have things like artificial intelligence technology entering the fray. You know, been reading articles about how artificial intelligence is starting to uh, write content. And frankly, and this is not what we're going to be talking about today, but um, I'm not surprised. Uh, but I, I don't think there's reason to worry. Uh, at least not if your goal is to produce uh, great work for great clients and really highlight your value and deliver great value to your clients. Where you're starting to see it is really in categories of writing where um, it's really just about the content. They don't really care. They just want fodder there. But you know, really what we're seeing out there is all these factors are, are combining into a situation where clients – they, they want content. They want content now. They want it cheap. I think the Amazon Prime effect is, has kind of um, gotten everyone thinking in terms of you know instant gratification and competing on unit pricing. And by unit pricing, I mean com- price per blog post, price per word, per hour. That is a losing game. It, it's not prof- profitable for, for us anymore. It, it's stressful, and it has no winning end. So this is... A difficult situation. I mean, it was great that everyone kind of came into the content marketing party, but now as writers, we've been seeing the negative side of that, the dark side of that. Now, does that mean that we need to start looking for another way to make a living? Is content writing doomed? It, you know, are prices and fees going to continue to go down and down and down? Are we kind of the next travel agents, if you will? of, of the business world, you know, and I think of travel agents, how, you know, even 20 years ago, uh, lots of travel agents around and, you know, now, uh, really see many. I mean, there's certainly a few out there, boutique travel agents, a lot of online, uh, businesses that the deal in very uh, niche areas, but you know, is that going to be what we're really facing here in five, 10, 20 years? Not at all. 
what it does mean, however, is that we as writers and copywriters need to be smarter about how we approach our businesses. We need to be more strategic about our positioning. We need to market ourselves smarter. And we need to rethink what we offer our clients and how we present these offerings and their value. Now, this is a big, big topic. Uh, I'm not going to unpack the whole thing today. We'll address this over a series of blog posts uh, this year in, in not just blog posts, but also podcast episodes. But I'd like to address one element of the solution that I'd like you to start thinking about, and that is the issue of or the idea of bundling and packaging some of your service offerings. So what is this? What is bundling and packaging? Well, in in its simple form, rather than offering uh, very simple, straightforward, discrete services, so for example, a blog post, an article, a case study, a brochure, bundling and packaging is about offering a, a group or bundle of these pieces and related services or productizing some of your services. This is especially important if a lot of what you do is around things such as blog post writing or article writing or other similar projects that many clients view as necessary evils. Uh, it's kind of transactional for them. Like again, like I said earlier, you know, we're, we're they're kind of in a fodder mentality. They just got to get it done. And you know, quality, sure, that's important, but you know, what they really need is they just got to get it out there. Um, and so, w- what do I mean by by bundling? Let, let's talk about bundling. Let's talk about productizing. With, with bundling, I think the easiest way to think of bundling is to think of uh, McDonald's or, or fast food restaurants and the meal combos that you know came out. I don't know, whatever, twenty, thirty years ago. Uh, you know, before these combos. The, the way McDonald's and Burger King and Chick-fil-A worked is, you know, you ordered whatever meal you wanted, like the, the burger, the sandwich, and then you ordered a side if you wanted to, and then you ordered a drink. And at some point, I'm not sure who it was. I, I suspect it was McDonald's. He said, you know, we should put together some some packages, some some combinations, some bundles. And today, that's really kind of the standard way that a lot of restaurants, especially fast food restaurants, operate. In fact, McDonald's will lose money if all you order is two cheeseburgers and a nice water. There's not enough margin in there, profit margin, to make that work. But in a bundle, when you then add, you you buy a combo that includes a soft drink and includes a side and maybe, of course, you know you supersize, <laughs> uh, you do any of these other things, these upsells, then the profit margin on that transaction is ridiculously high for the restaurant. Let me give you some other examples, okay? And and then we'll kind of bring it back into our business. I buy most of my many of you guys know that I'm, I really enjoy wine, uh, different types of wine and you know my wife and I are just, just love trying new things, new wines and um, I buy most of my wine from a store here in Atlanta called uh, Highland Fine Wine. Uh, they're fantastic. The the owners are just they they really care about what they do. They take a lot of pride in their it's a it's a small operation, but it's a very very smart assortment of of wines. And um, they take a lot of pride in what they bring in and what they offer their their customers. In fact, you can go in there and and you could just pick something blindfolded, and it's not going to be a bad bottle of wine. There's no 
bad or average bottles. Um, you, you, everything there is is safe. Well, one of the things they do, which I absolutely love, and this took me a little bit of time to get used to because at first I resisted, is they offer their monthly six packs. And the way they refer to them is, hey, these are the best six bottles of red wine or white wine. They got a red and a white that we could find for $75. And I love that wording, the best six bottles of red we could find this month for $75. It, it, it feels like, you know, we went searching. I mean, we spent weeks really just searching high and low for some amazing wines that didn't cost a bundle, that, that were ridiculously underpriced. And we bought everything we could. We bought the whole uh, allocation. And uh, we're proud to offer it as a bundle to you this month. And in fact, not only that, but we're going to tell you a little bit about each each bottle that you bought. We're going to give you the story. We're going to give you uh, how the wine, where it comes from, uh, what it pairs with, what kind of food, uh, why we're excited about it. And um, we're going to give all this to you in a sheet. And man, they do a fantastic job. So by the way, if you live in the Atlanta area, I can't recommend them enough if you enjoy wine. So why is this great? Well, we'll talk more about that, but really it's um it, it's a it's a way that I don't have to I can buy wine without having to do the research or think about it. Even as you know, as interested in wine as I am, I I just don't have the the time or the energy, right? Uh so yeah, it, it's it's a great way to to bundle wines that ordinarily may not move as quickly as they would if if um if if they were on the shelf just on their own. Uh, there's a, a outfit not too far from my house called Stars and Strikes. Here's another example, and it's um it's an activities center. Um, they, they basically have the combination of uh, bowling, laser tag, bumper cars. They have an arcade, and my my little one loves to go there. Daddy, let's go to Stars and Strikes. Let's go to Stars and Strikes. Um, when we go a few times a year, um, the other day he had a, there was a teacher work day at school. So he and I spent the day together and that's what he chose um, <laughs> as the main thing he wanted to do. So we went in there and okay, you can imagine if you've ever been in one of these places, uh, first of all, the arcade is just extremely noisy and the counter where you, you pay and for whatever you're going to use or whatever you're going to do is always close to the arcade. So there's like, there's bowling on one side, a lot of people there, and then there's uh, there, there's the arcade, and it's just noisy, and then my kid's excited, and he's asking me a million questions, and, Daddy, can we do this? Can we do that? And then he's running around, so I'm trying to you know keep an eye on him, and you know they got, okay, what are we going to do, and, and all these options, and I'm trying to add things up to see, okay, should I do that, or is this a better deal? And guess what? They have bundles. Uh, they could do this thing where they have you know unlimited bowling, and then they you could do laser tag, and then twenty five dollars of arcade for a fixed price. And you know what? That's exactly what I did. I said, you know what? Give me that. Um, I don't want to think too hard right now. I'm trying to make sure I don't lose my kid. Um, that sounds great. <laughs> we'll do that. Okay. So they made it easier on me. Um, a luxury hotel. Okay. I've done this a few times before. Where, uh, you know, we'll do like a, a date night, and uh, my wife, we don't do it often enough, but we'll we'll do dinner, a really nice dinner, and then we'll stay in a nice hotel close by, just to just kind of get away, you know. And I will do the the bundle. Uh, they'll do um, basically it's a deluxe room, 
it, it might include, um, I haven't done this one in particular, but sometimes they include, well, for, for this price, you could get a, an upgrade on the room, then a couple's massage, and then breakfast in the morning. Uh, oh, by the way, also when you check in, there'll be a bottle of champagne in your room, uh, iced. Uh, we include valet parking. You don't have to worry about that. And man, you know what? Yeah, give me that. Give me that. I don't want to think about this. I, I like that. I like the idea of all those things together. Sure. Sign me up. Product. So, so that's bundling. Productizing is a similar concept. It, it's, it's about taking something you do a lot of um, and then clarifying it and putting stronger parameters around the scope of work and then offering it for a fixed fee to everyone out there. Um, so it's think of it as clear, no-nonsense pricing. So it's kind of a flavor of, of bundling. Um, I'll give you an example. So let's just say... Uh, five to, you you offer a a productized service it's a package that's uh, a five to seven page white paper corresponding landing page for it um, where, where people can request it um, an email campaign to promote it to your client's list um, social media copy and maybe a slide deck summarizing uh, the, the key points of the paper or maybe instead of that it's a, a one page white paper summary for the sales team to to use either internally or to hand out to to prospects um, all this for let's say seven thousand dollars so it's a fixed fee the difference here is not only are you bundling but you're also getting real specific about the scope of work and the limitations of the project so what it includes and doesn't include and that's why you can afford to take that risk and say no it's, it's going to be seven thousand dollars and i can guarantee i don't have to give you a range it's not well it depends no you will get these things for this price now here are the limitations and here are the parameters and we need to work in this manner and you, you only qualify if you meet these criteria so why is this approach of, of bundling and packaging so effective well i, I want to make sure and you kind of maybe getting the, the the feel for why but i, I want to be very clear about why i feel that that it's so effective and, and that's because it it puts the client's attention on the outcome you're helping them get rather than on the unit price for each of the deliverables in in a package or if they were unbundled if they were sold separately the unit price for each of those so here's another way to think about it it, it puts the emphasis or the focus on the experience rather than on the deliverables in other words the actual pieces you're writing right so the experience rather than the actual pieces you're delivering so let's go back to my examples. Highland Fine Wine. You know, the experience of that bundle that you get from that bundle is you get to go on an exciting wine adventure around the world, some really exotic places. I mean, they really go deep. And, and they've told me, look, we we search high and low for these wines. Um, Just uh, last night, we opened a bottle uh, from the white six-pack, the white wine six-pack from Israel. I've never had a wine from Israel. As long as I've been enjoying wine, I don't think I've ever had wine from Israel. It was fantastic. Plus, of course, I'm just thinking, wow, this is a wine from Israel. You know, this amazing historic place. Um, little corners of France, uh, wines from Patagonia, remote corners of Spain, regions that I've never heard of. Um, things that you would never try or do on your own because you don't know how to navigate those waters. That's essentially what you're getting. And someone, even someone like me, I consider myself a fairly sophisticated a wine drinker, I I would not necessarily go after and try all these different wines because I don't know if I trust myself. And then you're taking a risk. Well, what if it, they're not 
that great. You know, it sounded great, but I don't know anything about it. They've taken care of it. You know, they, they basically what they're saying is, trust me, you're going to go on an adventure here. And you're going to try some things that normally you wouldn't try for yourself. And I've discovered some great gems, of which, guess what? I've come back to the store and said, do you have any more of that? I don't want another six-pack. I just want four bottles of just that specific specific wine that was in last month's six-pack or this month's six-pack. So it's a really, really smart way of doing it. Guess what? I mean, if we really want to get detailed here, they're buying in bulk, right? Um, many cases, they might be able to get a great deal from the uh, distributor, uh, and they're turning over that inventory very, very quickly. So you know, not to get too <laughs> too crazy here, but think about this from a receivable standpoint, a, a rather a payable standpoint, accounts payable standpoint. Um, they are able to get terms payment terms on that inventory that you know they're selling it before the invoices are due and they're able to lower their inventory carrying costs i mean there's just all these wonderful benefits that come from that and i think there's some great lessons even for us even though we don't have inventory there's some parallels there to what we do so let's talk about the stars and strikes example right the arcade place you get to experience everything inside without having to make difficult choices without having you know you go in there and again the noise your kids just uh, oh man just that's fine that sounds great give me that okay that's that's a great benefit to a parent <laughs> uh, the luxury hotel everything's taken care of for you you know if you're a parent and, and you, you ever do this you know what that's like right it's like wow Finally, you know, I'm taking care of everybody and finally somebody's taking care of me and I don't have to worry about any of these things. Nothing to worry about here. And in my case, guess what? Now I'm the hero to my spouse. It's like, yes, <laughs> yes, I was able to create a great experience that she's really happy with um, in a writing business. So let's talk about that because we've been talking about non-writing, non-creative businesses. The the way it works or the reason it works is it puts the emphasis on the fact that the client doesn't have to worry about all these moving parts and pieces they're they're already overwhelmed with so many roles and responsibilities especially if you um, are working with busy people business people uh, corporate people uh, by by taking care of more of the pieces you're taking care of it and you're offering in some cases new ideas they hadn't thought of now is that something that everyone's going to go after? No, not necessarily. Okay, and we'll talk about, okay, well, what do you start? How do you do this? How do you know that this would be meaningful or helpful to your clients? In some cases, it's it's really not. But again, uh, in, in our business, it, it's really about, okay, what? how can I create a better experience for them? How can I take the stress out of the process? How can I just make it easier for them to make decisions and then just not have to worry about this thing because they got 28 other things to, to worry about? So... Let's talk about how you could implement something like this. Where do you start? Because um, maybe you're thinking, you know what? I, I like what I'm hearing, but I'm not entirely sure how I should do this. Should I just like revamp everything I'm doing? And the answer is no. Um, I, I think the, the best place to start is to think about what you offer today, the services you offer, and then ask yourself, okay, what else sits on top of or beside your piece of the project? So let's just take blogging, right? If you're offering blogging, again, that's going to be a losing game, man. Um, over the next few years and you're already feeling it, that's just not going to be a good way to make a living. I mean, trying to eke an existence out of blog post writing alone, you're selling unit pricing, okay? that That's the focus is unit pricing. How can I bundle 
and put together some other pieces that would be helpful to the client and greater value add. Plus, by offering it as a bundle instead of itemizing everything, I can have more profit margin in there. So some ideas around Again, blog posts, think about what else sits on top of or beside or even below the, the current project you do, blogs. Editorial calendar, strategy, content strategy, uh, brainstorming topic ideas with your client, social media, that's a whole new world right there, right? Repurposing content, whether it's your stuff, their existing stuff, um, stitching together existing content. So again, your stuff, existing stuff, stitching it together into longer format content assets. Okay, so start there. What do you offer now? What else sits on top of or beside your piece of the project? What you focus on? Second thing I would do is uh, think about what different tiers you could offer. So this bundling and packaging is another. It's a great opportunity. Do not just offer one flavor, but offer multiple flavors, good, better, best, okay? You know, I, I think many of us get stuck with um, in this thinking of, okay, well, they asked for this, so I'm going to give them this, what they asked for. Hey, what about offering some premium packages? You've all seen this as consumers. Well, okay, you asked for that, great. You know, how about adding this other thing? Or here's this bundle where you get that plus all these other benefits, and in many cases, if you offer three different tiers, clients will take you up on the middle one, many times even the top one. And the middle one is always going to be higher than what you would have normally offered, which is the low tier one, the, the, just kind of the plain Jane, the, you know, the cheeseburger. And here you're offering the, the meal, the complete combo. The third thing I would do is ask some of your peers what, if anything, they're offering right now like this. And if, if they're not, offer to collaborate on some brainstorming with, with some of your fellow writers and copywriters. You know, maybe do some mastermind sessions with some people you know and trust and see what you can come up with. Just, just brainstorming right now. You know, it doesn't have to be anything definite. You don't have to agree that at the end you will end up with something concrete that everyone's going to offer. Just a way to collaborate with others. Something else along those lines you could do is ask your clients what would help them. You know, what else? Okay, I do this for you. You know, what are the things you think somebody like me could could help you with? You know, what are, or what are the things are, are you doing that you struggle with and get done? And maybe I'm just trying to figure out some, you know, how to offer some other things that could be helpful to some clients and um, or get feedback from them on some of your ideas. If you already have some ideas. Get some feedback from them. Now, if you do that, just make sure they understand, look, no strings. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I just really value your, your opinion here and, and your feedback. I, I bet you'll get some, some great things for some of your trusted clients. Next, just consider starting small. Um, there's no need to overhaul everything. Just start small. You don't need to restructure everything you've got right now. Start with something simple, one thing, and see how it goes. Put it out there. Try it. You won't know until you get out there and do some rapid prototyping, if you will. And believe me, you'll learn as you go. Many times what you initially thought was going to be the best idea ever that was going to change your business ends up not being quite it. So the key is not to get discouraged and instead let it show you the way. Many times, you know, that thing that didn't quite work out suddenly showed you that a different flavor of that or maybe the flip side of that is what you need to 
be more successful and to take things to a whole new level when it comes to your pricing. So bundling and pricing, again, I can't encourage you enough to at least start thinking about this. We'll unpack some of the other elements here over the next few months, things you could do to just avoid commoditization and continue going up the value ladder in your business and with your offerings. I hope you found this useful. This has been Ed Gandia. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Take care. The High Income Business Writing Podcast is a production of B2B Business Launcher. Learn more at b2blauncher.com.